everyone for another episode of according to rp on wjms media powered by black ivy media it's your girl rita pierre your host and as always i hope you guys are striving thriving and surviving in these crazy streets so outside of the coronavirus which is still pop locking and dropping in these streets guys do not be fooled by what everybody else is saying fauci and friends The virus is still killing people. People are still being hospitalized now, albeit not at such an alarming rate. But we still have to be careful. We still need to wear our masks. We still need to wash our hands for more than 20 seconds, social distance and all of that. But the streets are not safe. They are not safe. In the last couple of weeks, I have read reports of several women being attacked and killed in these New York City streets. And just this past, I think, Thursday or Friday, one of my dear friends informed me that she was literally chased down at 7.30 in the morning while she was trying to go to work. She was chased down by a homeless man. And this is not the first time we have heard um, the homeless population and you know the population of individuals who are suffering from mental health that are unfortunately in these streets attacking people. Now, I saw that our dear mayor, Eric Adams, is working on a plan where they will be, I think, uh, preventing uh, homelessness, you know, or homeless people from sleeping and lurking and hanging out and loitering in the train stations. But I really do hope that there is a larger plan to address mental illness because a lot of these attacks and a lot of these things that are happening are being, you know, brought out at the hands of individuals who are mentally ill. So I really do hope that there is some sort of larger plan to address homelessness, yes, and also mental illness, right? But either way, today we have an amazing show because we have an amazing guest by the name of Sonny Pierre, no relation. He is the CEO and founder of ARA, which is an emotional wellness, mental health and hygiene uh, organization. And he's going to talk all about that, you know, in a couple of minutes. Um, But we didn't really have a valentine's day slash relationship episode this year every year we we tend to do one but we didn't have one um so this episode we're going to kind of talk about emotional wellness the importance of it and to really get behind some of these phrases that we're out here throwing in these streets um without really understanding what it means like emotional unavailability when we say that this person's emotionally unavailable what does that mean you know in 2022 and beyond we are looking to enhance ourselves right we are promoting self-care we are promoting mental positive mental health we are promoting healthy relationships because many of us and I put myself in that category can say that we might not be in the healthiest of situations. And a lot of it is because we don't understand what emotional health is. What does it look like to be emotionally healthy? And how do you get there? So we're going to get all up in there. So we're not going to do the preliminaries today because whenever we have 
And, you know, an amazing guest. We want to make sure that we create enough time and space for them to really educate us, inform us on, you know, the topic at hand. But um, I will say this, that we have an event coming up in March. So Black Ivy Media, we have an event coming up this March. It's a virtual event that is focusing on black women and fertility. So it's a free event. You can RSVP at Eventbrite. Or you can go and follow us on Instagram at Black Ivy Media. And in the link in bio, you can click an RSVP to this event. Um, it's really, really important for us to talk about these things. We do not talk about black women and fertility enough. And many of us are in that age group where we're thinking about, should we freeze our eggs? Should we not freeze our eggs? What does it mean to freeze our eggs? What is in vitro fertilization? Can I afford it? Is that a white people thing? There are so many, you know, myths that need to be debunked. Um, and we're going to do that so that we, as a collective, right, can make better choices for the future. So with that being said, everyone, we are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very, very special guest, Sony, Sony Pierre. <laughs> no relation, no relation. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't, we know we have to do a, uh, is it not an ancestry? ancestry. Is it an right. ancestry test? Yeah, I or think maybe it is. A, a simple blood test, maybe. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> we should actually put that in the books. <laughs> but either way, I'm here with my special guest, Sony Pierre. Sony, please say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and so, Sony, thank you so much for making the time to you know, be a guest here on According to RP. I want you to please let the people know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Well, good afternoon, everyone, again. Um, and thank you, Rita. Rita Pierre, my sister or you know, <laughs> cousin or something. possibly ex-wife, <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. It is truly a pleasure and an honor. Um, I will say in secret, I've, I've been waiting to come on your show. Really? I, I've been speaking to a couple of people that um, have been on your show, works with you, um, which I will not disclose their names. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so, so when you came, I dropped everything to be on the show today. And, and as you mentioned, uh, my name is Sony Pierre. Well, uh, my God. Government is Nicholson Stoney Pierre, uh, and I am the CVO as well as CEO of ARA Emotional Wellness Mental Hygiene. All I right. reside here in Brooklyn, um, and we are a growing practice. Um, just uh, last week or two weeks, we just signed a lease for our Bronx office, and hopefully next week we have a Zoom meeting with some officials in Arizona to open up our Arizona office. Okay. Okay. So, what so is keep it? your fingers crossed. <laughs> by coastal, by state, multi-state practice. That, that is, that is the goal. That is the goal. All right. All right. Well, Sony, tell us a little bit more about your profession, right? ARA, what does that stand for? Like, what is this business? Well, we are a mental health practice. Um, and well, Clinically speaking, we are a psychotherapy practice that practice psychotherapy 
with individuals with uh, emotional and mental challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, we originated, and ARA actually stands for Alternative Reactions to Aggression, um, which is probably where I had my, my well, within this profession, it was the first uh, uh, credential that I acquired so that I can start practicing, uh, particularly anger management, which mm-hmm. we started just about uh, five years ago, right. um, dealing with individuals with um, anger or emotional issues uh, that went through the district attorney's office in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were finding that these individuals came through our uh, office in the community. And uh, though they were coming for um, alternative services to rectify a, a, uh, a misdemeanor or, or uh, an offense that did not merit prison time. And of course, you know better, you're an attorney. Um, and these individuals came to uh, do their time in the community. But we, we, were, we uh, were watching through our, uh, uh, as we sat down to evaluate, we were noticing that these individuals were um, getting re-entries or, or they were coming back even after we, uh, they did their community service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it just didn't sit well with us. It didn't sit well with me because to some degree, I am a perfectionist. So I want to make sure that everybody that comes through our service um, was um, adapting or readapting themselves back into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided, you know what, aside from giving them eight to six hours work uh, um, worth of uh, labor, why not break up uh, those hours and give them four hours worth of labor and the other four will be geared to the, the their, uh, their development, mm-hmm. whether they had the right credentials to um, re-enter uh, the community, whether it was knowing how to do a, a resume, whether it was knowing how to speak or uh, just dealing with some of the challenges that they were having. Um, and uh, we saw that there was definitely a decline in those individuals coming back, but it was not enough because um, a lot of them had or were dealing with uh, emotional issues. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which being anger. Um, and we definitely went back to school and got those credentials. And then we came back and we opened up the practice. Um, but then we realized that these individuals were not just angry, but then which a lot of clinicians will attest to that sometimes or many a time, these emotional issues lead into mental issues. Uh, um, some of them were dealing with depression. Some of them mm. were dealing with bipolarism. Some of them were dealing with schizophrenia. Um, so, or or in depth um, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where we said, okay, we don't just want to help individuals with their emotions, but we want to help them with their mental health challenges. So that's where we decided. Uh, legally, I didn't want to drop the name ARA because it was it's, it was where we originated. Mm-hmm. So I kept it and I said, we're going to call it ARA, Emotional Wellness, Mental Hygiene. And this is where we are today. All right. I remember mm-hmm. when I first met you years ago, that yeah. uh, the anger management piece. And I think I might have still been at the DA's office or I might have just 
um, left there. But I do remember, uh, particularly when I was in the Domestic Violence Bureau, that we mm-hmm. did have to send refer people to anger management. Like that was part of the, yeah. the package in a sense. So I do remember <laughs> the work you've been doing that for quite some time. Right, right. Right. Yeah, so um, this is where we are today, and, and we are definitely excited um, with the work that we've been doing. Um, and this is what uh, what I am, uh, I would say, um, thrilled about or excited about, because it, this is not just something that that's textbook material to me, mm-hmm. but it is definitely something that I take personal. So my, my, my practice is not just a practice, but it's also my passion. Because I myself struggled with emotional issues, mm-hmm. and I think those are some of the things we'll we'll dive into um, as we as we converse. Definitely. So I want to talk a a little bit about, I guess, emotional wellness in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of confused with what that truly means. Um, I think a lot of us, unfortunately, because of our upbringings, we really, you know, do not have a true understanding or connection with emotions. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want you to talk a little bit about what emotional wellness actually is. Right. So emotional wellness, um, as you may or may not know, or many may know, is uh, clinically, we, we have six major emotions, six uh, characteristics that we exemplify, sometimes on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and sometimes every now and then. Um, and those six are one, anger, happiness, joy, sadness, discuss, um, as well as, uh, um, the other is, uh, um, fear, fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned, we can go through those six emotions in one day and not notice it. Right. We can start our day off joyful. We can start, we're, we're amped, we're, we're ready to take on the world. And this is just in your house or apartment, by the time you get down to the elevator, (laughs) you can have gone from joyful to angry. And now you're getting in your Uber or your Lyft or in your car, and you went from angry to getting a phone call that disturbed you and you went to sadness. Mm -hmm. And from sadness, and then from sadness, you can have driving while we have this snowstorm coming And then fear sets in. Mm -hmm. So we can go through these emotions on a regular basis and not even notice that we're going through these emotions. The the key to understanding emotional wellness is understanding that you are, that you have those emotions. A lot of people will say, well, I'm not fearful. Okay. Um, Or or a lot of people say, well, I don't get angry. Mm-hmm. Those are actually fibs. Those are those are lies because things in life will upset us. They will get us angry. They will get us sad when we hear a news or a death in our family. Or, you know, joyful when when we get an increase in our check. Mm-hmm. You know, we we <laughs> go through, you know, and and we go through these emotions. The 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 thing is is being conscious conscious of those emotions. Not just being conscious of these these emotions, but being well, well, wellness about it, or the wellness about it is knowing when these emotions are expressed, 
And when you're cognitive of it, then how you deal with it makes mm. you that emotional healthy. Um, a lot of times when we have individuals that come through our anger management program, we immediately want them to understand that we're not here to stop you from getting angry. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called anger management, because we, we help you how to manage your anger, not help you get rid of it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's a normal, natural process. You know, I would check someone into the hospital if they tell me they don't, they never get angry. <laughs> you right. know, I would check someone in that, that tells me they're never joyful. I, I would I would go and get this person diagnosed, checked in because maybe there's some depression lingering around if they tell me that they're never joyful mm-hmm. or they're always sad, you know, or the person that actually says that they're comfortable being sad right? or they feel good being angry. Okay. That's unhealthy. You know, the, there are certain there are certain individuals that like to walk around with certain clothing on. You know, colors of clothing that oftentimes depict someone's attitude or their emotion at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so so we, again, to your question, it's a matter of being mindful of your emotions and how you're controlling it. And that would define the wellness of someone's emotion. And I, I, I love the way you broke that down because even for myself, I feel like I'm learning things here um, only because I actually am one of those individuals who walk around saying, you know what? Anger is not an emotion that I express. Hmm. Most people have never seen me angry. So they don't think that I'm an angry person. Um, and, and I think, I guess that fib, right? We've been telling ourselves or I've been telling myself because I don't blow up my, you know, when I think about ang- anger, I'm thinking about the person who blows up, who's, you know, bo- you know, wilding out, who's cursing, who's this. So for me, because I don't do that, mm-hmm. in my mind, I say, well, I don't experience anger. I experience annoyance. Like I'm somebody mm-hmm. who's highly annoyed easily, but I don't get angry. Right. Which is, which is, a characteristics of anger of mm. someone being annoyed. So, so we want, we don't want to negate that. We want, we want to be able to say, listen, I I'm angry. And, and that's where a lot of people have uh, the, uh, that don't necessarily um, understand that when they are angry on how they react to it. In other words, people tend to feel when you break, when you curse, when you kill, when you stab, that's when you're angry. No, but the person that is emotionally healthy would express that they're angry Mm -hmm. and turn to something that will help them within that emotion. Maybe it's being alone for for the moment. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's uh, just channeling uh, everything around and off. You know, this is someone that, that understands that they're angry and expresses to the people that are around them, their spouse, mm-hmm. their parent, their, their cat, you know, their pet and say, Hey, you know what? I need a moment right now because I am angry, you know? Right. Um, and of course those types of people um, definitely are healthy people. Um, um, but then oftentimes 
people can mistake that for being weak. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes people feel that anger is an emotion that 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 merits aggression. Right. That merits aggression, that merits uh, you know, violence, that merits, you know, um, someone being assaulted, you know, which which is false. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people that, guess what? When they're angry, they drink. When they're angry, they smoke. When they're angry. They go for a bike ride, Mm -hmm. you know, they go, you know, um, and at the same time too, there are other people. And this is one of the things that we're going to be offering soon at our, um, at our wellness, uh, warehouse is, you know, we want to give boxing lessons Mm -hmm. because we want people to be able to channel that anger, especially those that struggle with domestic violence. In other words, for them to, to release their anger, they have to beat on something, <laughs> right? You know, you know. So we we want to have like a little rage room that people come in and bring a couple of plates and yeah, I want and, that. I actually, yes. I'm glad you said that because I have been looking for coming places soon. in the city. Okay, I'm listen. Coming I'm writing soon. it down. Yes, coming soon in probably two months. Okay, maybe less. You know, Joanne. Joanne will definitely give you the highlights because because we're gonna be we're 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 in. Uh, conversation. Ah, well, I'm going to speed up these conversations because <laughs> no, because it's funny you say that, you know, I, you know, there's been times where I have experienced like extreme, maybe stress where mm-hmm. I've accidentally broken something or I ripped something apart and I felt so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. So, you like, yes. I, did Rita do that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me try another. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm really happy to hear that. Like, uh, you know, there are things in the works when it comes to that, because I, I, I like what you said earlier that, you know, it's anger management when you're approaching, you know, that particular emotion, it's not eradication of that emotion. And I think that a lot of times people, when they, when they think about, Oh, this kid is troubled or this kid is angry or this person is angry that we need to get the anger out of them. Right. Right. And that's not what it's about. Okay. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. So now I want to kind of talk about then, you know, people might be listening and they're like, okay, well, I I see where I might fit into this puzzle, but I'm still not really sure if I would consider myself emotionally healthy. Like it sounds like, you know, I might be, but I don't quite know. So I guess what are some signs um, that would indicate that somebody is not emotionally healthy? Well, when, um, well, of course, when we have somebody that's emotional and they feel that they want to take it out on someone else. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's just for the anger. That's just, let, let's just say that for the anger, but um, let, let's have the person that's always joyful. Mm-hmm. They always have to be the life of the party. That's unhealthy because now that person, now everyone looks to that person to come. I, and we have clients like that all the time. Um, high profile clients. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have a, a client that actually, um, I won't uh, release her title, but uh, who works for Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. And, and she um, would come in and she's Sony, you know, people expect so much of me in my workspace. Um, everybody that's having a party needs me there because I am the life of the party. 
I make the noise. So they ex- that person needs that. Um, people expect so much from them that they don't know when or how to express or even accept the t- the fact that they're sad mm. um, or, or, or they're depressed or frustrated because they're always expected to be the joyful person. Right. That's unhealthy because you, we want to be balanced. You know, we want to be balanced. We want to be joyful. We want to be, when, when we're angry, we want to be, we want to be able to express that we're angry when we're uh, um, fearful. We want to be able to say that we're fearful. Um, that first step is expressing that. The second step is, is not denying it, mm-hmm. you know, and we see this particularly in men, men don't ever want to be fearful. Men don't on the, the alpha male is probably one of those individuals that probably struggle with emotionally, emotional unavailability. Um, so, you know, they don't ever want to show a sign of fear, a sign of sadness, a sign of uh, anger or, or, or anger would be their persona, mm-hmm. you know, because it shows strength right? or it is perceived a sign of strength versus uh, sadness is being a, a sign of weakness, you know? Um, so we want people to, uh, to, to, to express and accept and not deny. Um, and, and that would kind of put them in the place of being in the realm of being healthy or well, okay. as opposed to, as opposed to denial, um, not expressiveness. Um, uh, non-expressive miscorrection um, or um, den- denial. So when we have individuals that go through those processes, those individuals become unhealthy. Okay. You know, okay. become unhealthy. And, and one of the, the uh, misconception of that is that, believe it or not, when we, when we comic beat, when we are expressive, it actually allows people to, to accept us more. When we have that level of transparency, mm-hmm. you know, and then we become that individual that is stronger or healthier in our emotions. Okay. You know, you said something uh, just a moment ago, and I wanted to get into that um, emotional unavailability, right? So lately, you know, I'm always scrolling the interwebs and the social grams and Facebooks and all this stuff, right? Uh-huh. And so one of the, you know, there's a lot of hot topics within the whole relationship, man, woman world, but emotional availability slash unavailability has been this new phrase that I feel like, you know, w- both men and women are just throwing it out there. I, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped talking to her because she's emotionally unavailable or he's, I, I more so hear it, you know, towards men that they're emotionally unavailable. And, and that's why this relationship, you know, fell apart. So, but what exactly does it mean in, in the relationship sense, the romantic relationship sense, what does it really mean to be emotionally unavailable? And like, what, what is that when people are like, well, I can't be with him because he's emotionally unavailable. Like, what is that? Well, first when, when we speak about clinically, when we speak about emotional um, unavailability or um, available, um, well, the, those that are emotionally available are those that um, what I would define as cognitive, cognitive, communi- communitive, or this individual is basically 
aware of their emotions and they communicate their emotions mm-hmm. and which which is very important of course the the term itself still hasn't been exactly defined but mm-hmm. within my with within uh, my uh, field i have noticed that the one thing that people that are struggling with emotional um uh unavailability are people that do not or have not or will not communicate um secondly are people that are not cognizant of it mm-hmm. or if they are they're hiding it and particularly again as i mentioned earlier we have certain men which men struggle with that a lot is mm-hmm. being that individual that is unemotional yeah uh, emotionally unavailable um because they uh, believe it or not are either dealing with certain emotions such as fear because often times men don't want to show fear because again it's it's a sign of weakness mm-hmm. you know but then on the flip side um sometimes women want to see a man that is expressing or right. says to them listen i'm 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 afraid uh of this situation um and for that woman to want to come to the rescue of that man you know um and any person that is emotionally healthy and emotionally available are people that are comfortable with their emotions mm-hmm. you know comfortable with the, their emotions um it's more than just uh bringing flowers and roses on valentines day right um uh, because um it it's become the norm but oftentimes there's no emotions really behind it it's just that thing that you do although some men may not know how to express their emotions and they automatically feel hey if i get her roses if i get her flowers if i buy her a box of chocolates and i eat it all then i'd be the one then that's my way of expressing my emotions to that individual I guess what is the detriment, right, of an emotionally unavailable individual in a relationship, right? Like so, you know, I I have a partner, I'm emotionally available, he's emotionally unavailable. Like what is the detriment in that? Like can a relationship like that actually thrive somehow or is it get out? <laughs> it is I I would I would say get out. You know, um I there is a show that I love watching and it's called Ready to Love. Okay. Um it's it's with uh Thomas Thomas Banks uh the nephew or nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey morning show and and it's called Ready to Love. Now someone who is emotionally available is literally saying I'm ready to love. Mhm. Because love is not simply the joyfulness, the happiness of a relationship. but it's also the downtimes it's also the angry moments mm-hmm. it's also the the sad moments you know i've seen couples uh build their love relationship on a a trauma that their life experienced maybe a loss of a loved one mm-hmm. it has drawn them closer and oftentimes people don't realize that So when when the detriment in in an unequally 
uh, emotional relationship when you have someone like the woman who is ready to to love and is emotionally uh, uh, um, emotionally uh, healthy or emotionally available versus the man that is not uh, emotionally healthy and um, is not ready to express or ready to say that he's emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. is by the way he's expressing himself. You know, he's not ready to do certain things in a relationship or the way that he deals with certain things in the relationship. Um, If if he comes home from a, a hard day's work or he comes home where his boss yelled at him. Mm-hmm. And he comes home and he feels that uh, he needs to yell at his spouse, which um, we know is uh, verbal mm-hmm. or mental abuse. Um, then this person is emotionally unavailable or emotionally unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So we, so this is where we have individuals, um, whether it's whether it's uh, um, in a relationship or marriage, uh, or marriage, if they're unequally um, emotionally uh, available or unavailable, what, what this is creating is chaos. Right. And this is what a lot of the, the, the individuals that are on social media saying that this person, I'm, this person is unavailable, mm-hmm. uh, uh, emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't express themselves to that individual. And that person, even when they do express themselves, that person doesn't know what to do with it. Right, right. You know, I because see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I Go see. Ahead. I see a lot of a, a lot. You know, when it comes to that, like that's really what I'm seeing. Um, is that inability to express or to even be aware of their emotions? Right, and and that's the thing. It's key because what is relationships? Relationships are two way communication. Mm-hmm. What is communication? Communication is, is a two-way conversation or a two-way relationship. If I come to Rita and I say, Rita, I am feeling sad right now. Then if your response is to me, all right. Or if your response is to me, suck it up. You don't have time for that. If your response to me is, you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Mm. You know, then you are not able to deal with my emotions. You're you're unavailable. Right. You're unavailable. If we're going to be a partner, if we're going to be a unit, you need to be able to express yourself. And even when I'm expressive to you, know what to deal or how to deal with it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and I see this, I see this in couples that come to, to our sessions or count that come in for counseling, communication, would be the, they would have a high um, scoring because we usually do um, different types of um, scaling to understand where their relationships are. And oftentimes the scores that they would be scoring, they would be great in finance. Mm-hmm. They're power people. Um, they'd be great in finance. However, their communication's at zero, you know, or, you know, they score a 10 or a five in conflict resolution, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so when you have these dynamics, it's, it's not, it's not, it's unhealthy. When you have these dynamics, these people, we won't, we won't say 
particularly if they're married, we won't say that they're they're not uh, they're not um, capable of rectifying the situation. But um, in someone that is emotionally available, mm-hmm. you have to know your partner's style and habits. Those are key: partner style and habits. Um, and if if you're in a relationship and you're saying, "I don't understand this person," mm-hmm. I just don't get him. Then those are signals of saying that the relationship is emotionally unhealthy or unavailable. I feel like a lot of people who may be tuning in are just like taking a deep sigh right now. Like, man, I gotta go send that breakup text. <laughs> <laughs> Or or send her the breakup text. We want to be two-sided here. But right. that's almost like kind of what I feel like. Just listening. Sorry, my cat is... Uh, <laughs> my cat He's is, emotional right now. Oh, my cat is emotional. He wants me to be available. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're still here. <laughs> oh my gosh. This cat is... Ridiculous. I don't... He wants something because he's literally lurking at the door. <laughs> Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, no, he's he gets I've had him since he was three weeks old. So he Oh wow. Yeah, he so he he dominates like he wants something. I don't know what he wants, but he wants something because this was aggressive. Okay. This was aggressive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> expressing anger right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let him be expressive as long as it's not violent. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he shut down the whole operation. <laughs> But he's like, he's like, man, Sony, you are putting my business out. Right. Because now he's afraid that I might get rid of him because I'm, <laughs> we, we might not be emotionally compatible. Mm, well, I, I'll let that. I, I don't want to say anything that would disturb that. I mean, listen. <laughs> he might come after me. He might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but going, you know, before we were really interrupted by my cat, Chester, um, I was saying that, you know, with everything that you're saying now, it just, to me, it, it's, I feel like light bulbs are going to be going off to, you know, right. to many people. Because I think that when we talk about relationships, uh, we don't, you know, men, women, both, like sometimes we don't quite understand the importance mm-hmm. of this emotional uh, um, health and, and the compatibility that's supposed to exist. Um, right. You know, because some of the things you were saying, and I was just thinking, you know, from my past relationships, you know, situations where we've identified, uh, you know, interesting behavior, but we didn't have the language to articulate to say this person's emotionally, you know, unavailable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, me and my girlfriends, we talk about this all the time, you know, men who stonewall where, you know, or it's like we get into a disagreement or maybe not even, maybe we don't even know we had a disagreement. And then you, you don't hear from that person for like two days because mm-hmm. they're take, they're taking their time, but they did not communicate that there was an issue and that they need right. to take their time. And that's not emotionally healthy, especially for the other person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, um, communication, as I mentioned before, it's a two-way street, mm-hmm. but both, both individuals have to respect um, every, uh, each other's boundaries. Right. Again, uh, style and habits. So if, if you recognize that, and, and this is uh, particularly in 90% of men, the majority of men, when they are either embarrassed or angry or frustrated, 
um, they shut down, mm-hmm. particularly in relationships. Right. Um, they shut down. Um, and sometimes it's the truth that that we can't deal with. You know, um, you know, men tend to feel a certain way when a woman um, dumbs them down by saying, OK, you're acting childish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we set it off at that point. You know, right, um, right. <laughs> but the reality is it's, it's the truth. Right. You know, right. I, I might be uh, acting a bit childish. I might just be acting a bit childish, um, but it takes the bigger man to say, you know what, I, could you could you elaborate? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that uh, I think annoys, um, I guess, my my uh, my wife in our relationship is sometimes I she would say, well, I, I don't want the therapist right now. I just want Sony. I don't want the counselor. Why? Because I, I would constantly say, okay, can you, can you um, elaborate a little bit more on that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I want to make sure I answer correctly. Right. Are, are you saying this or are you saying that, you know, and it's like, no, I'm not saying that. And it said, well, you know what? I don't want, I don't want Sony, the, the therapist right now. I don't want Sony, the counselor right now. <laughs> um, I just want, you know, but again, I'm just very cognitive of what I hate, where I step and how I step. So, so, so that's important when individuals are in relationships, communication is key um, and, and expressiveness is key as well. The other aspect that I wanted to allude to a little while ago within the whole sphere of emotional availability and unavailability is expectations. Mm, that's a big one. That's a very big one, you know, because uh, the, there are certain women want the, um, the power, the power man, mm-hmm. you know, the, the six figures guy, they want the guy that's wearing the suit every day. They want the guy that's, you know, um, bringing home bacon. Um, but then they want that alpha male, um, but then they they want that same alpha male to cuddle with them, <laughs> <laughs> you know. They want that same alpha male to uh, not just buy the strawberries, but I want them fed to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now, I, as much as I know that those individuals exist, mm-hmm. um, but they're rare. They're rare. I think that those individuals, I think it, it also um, stems from expectations right. um, and vice versa when it comes down to the male and female um, uh, relationship, as well as same sex relationships. Mm-hmm. Expectations are very important in a relationship, um, which will define the availability of an individual emotionally. So. Sony, what it sounds like to me is that there needs to be like a questionnaire filled out before a relationship gets to, you know, I'm not even talking about engagement or marriage, but like within the first three months or even one month, it sounds like, right? Because the older you get, you don't want to waste time, you know, dating forever. 
But I feel Mm -hmm. like there has to be some questionnaire that needs to be filled out because everything (laughs) that everything that you're saying right now, I'm like, I've experienced various levels of that. And a lot of my friends have. And then just Mm -hmm. again, on social media, just seeing what the complaints are on both Mm -hmm. sides, because men have their complaints, too, about unavailable women and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So it goes both ways. But it sounds like there has to be some either conversation that's done like early on or some sort of questionnaire so that people can see whether or not they are emotionally compatible with each other. Because, you know, when you have one person who thinks it's okay to just like walk out whenever there's some sort of disagreement and another person who's just like that, my expectation is that we talk about everything regardless, like that's a problem. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree a hundred, a hundred percent when it comes down to um, communication and clarity. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that a a questionnaire. <laughs> you know, he's sitting there with his Gucci loafers and his suit. You know, baroni suit, and you know he parked the Porsche. You know, his credit score is eight hundred and up. Um, and then you're sitting there with a cup of tea and a questionnaire or your phone with an <laughs> edible file uh, of questions, you know, uh, the, but I do believe, I, uh, I do believe that conversation is important. Right. When, if, if you have, a, if you're very vocal mm-hmm. and you have an individual that is not vocal. Right. Um, you know, the relation may not go far. Mm-hmm. Probably right. nothing. I give it about two weeks. It won't, it won't go far. And the reason why I gave it two weeks is because that person, whoever is vocal in that, uh, uh, relationship is still in denial mm-hmm. that, you know, this might not be for me, right. you know, that extra week or that extra month main it's still in denial i think we we have to and and i think we live in an age also i believe we live in an age where people are vocal they're vocal maybe not verbally um but or expressive mm-hmm. uh, but they're expressive um via social media mm-hmm. you know if if the guy that you're interested in is listening is always listening to hardcore rap that can be a sign <laughs> that that person oh, man. <laughs> you know you might be that target soon Mercy. but it, you know but again i think there there are signs uh, a, a a great philosopher said i forgot who he was he says you know a person always shows you who they are the first time you meet them mm-hmm. um it's up to you to decide throughout your relationship with them um if you accept the person that you see. Right. I remember a guy, I remember a guy, he, he was a friend of mine. He said, Sony, I am never, when I'm with the, a girl, I'm never going to open a car door for her. And, <clears throat> and, I, and it sounds to me, when he said that to me, it, it, it was a little harsh to say that. But he says, I'm not doing anything now that I'm not going to do when I marry her. So this was somebody that was kind of in tune with his emotion. Right, right. Because he said to himself, I'm not going to try to impress this woman 
with things that I'm not comfortable in doing. And that's what you hear oftentimes in relationships, individuals get together and they say, well, you know, 10, five years into the, to the marriage, they're like, well, he used to open the car door for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to, you know, <clears throat> why he's not doing it anymore. You know, so you hear these things, but this individual said that to me and it, it sounds harsh, but it was, it was very expressive. And I, I kind of understood it. That doesn't mean, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Depending on what that, age. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's on the true age too. of the dog. <laughs> you know, that's true too. But Rita, let, let me say this. Believe it or not, um, it also depends on the level of love that individual has for that person. Right. Because there are certain people that try a second time around and everything that they didn't do in the first relationship, they started doing in the new one. Um, this person allows them to go head over heels. They make backflips, mm-hmm. you know. So it all depends on that person. Yeah, you know, no, um, I truly believe that. I do believe that. Um, and and unfortunately, seeing you know marriages that fell apart kind of you know they moved on found somebody else where it's like is this mm-hmm. the same person like what is that right. happening here so i do <laughs> see, i definitely see that but i i think you know as you're talking like the, the word reality also like comes to mind where i think a lot of times we are just not realistic mm-hmm. um in approaching our situations and we're not realistic in um i just like scenarios and the reason i say that is you know i had i've had people say you know, uh, with respect to conflict, that if you're in a relationship with somebody, conflict should not exist in that, mm. you know, and if conflict exists and if there's hard times or if there's back and forth, then this is not a true relationship. I want to be able to come home, you know, and have everything be, be peaceful after a long day. And that's it. And so anytime there is a conflict with that other, with their significant other, they just like, it's either they shut down or they're like, we need to end this. Right. And I'm like, that's not realistic. Exactly. And I love how you put it, realism. Um, one of the things that I, I tend to tell couples is that conflict is good in some cases. Mm-hmm. Con- you want conflict. Um, if you go through a relationship um, that there is no conflict, that's not healthy. Right. You know, I used to hear the older generation say that, say, well, I never got had an argument with your with your father. <laughs> you know, I never had an an, uh, an argument with your mother. And I'm like, um, that's not true. <laughs> or, or I would say um, you probably had, but you were very passive about it. Right. Passive. You were passive about it. You swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, but conflict is good. I want to have conflict. If we never get into an argument, you know, if, if we never get into an argument, we never have a disagreement or if Rita likes everything that I do, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would have a fear emotion because Rita likes everything that I do. Right. That's not true. I mean, Rita has to tell me, bro, you need to pick up your socks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm tired of picking up after you. Okay. Uh, and if that was the case, I, and Rita, if I did that on purpose, then I would, I would dump more clothes down <laughs> for Rita to 
tell me, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not that. So when it comes down to conflict, I I want to have conflict. Yeah, believe it or not, um, conflict is conflict is sexy. It can be sexy. You know, we we can, you know, a, there's a couple of good movies out there where there was some good conflict scenes mm-hmm. that resulted into some very sexy scenes. Right, right. So conflict is good, right. but then conflict also allows you to learn the person. Right. And if if you're not learning, okay, you know, the first five years of marriage, you know, you're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that person goes through a stage, the first 10, the next 10, or the next five, you'll see that person in, in another stage. And the next five, again, another stage. And the next five and 20, 30 years, you've seen that person develop. Mm-hmm. And if, if, the, if the same conflicts that we have are being dealt with the same way, and it results to the same answers, then you're doing conflict wrong. Okay. Right. We're doing, we're not doing conflict correctly. So conflict again is, is good to have with the intent that both individuals are looking to learn from it. Right. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. So, so when, when we have, when we deal with a um, individuals that, come with us, uh, come to us with conflict in their marriage or in their relationship, I often ask them, what did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. And if if the guy ends up saying, well, I learned that I was always right, <laughs> <laughs> then you didn't learn anything. <laughs> you didn't learn anything right. because communication is oftentimes forgetting about what you believe mm-hmm. and trying to understand what Rita believes right, and why she believes it that way. Yeah. And that's what makes relationships two way. If, if, if your end game is to win this conversation or this argument or this conflict, then you're never going to, you're always going to have conflict. Right. Right. Yeah. And okay. I think it's also okay for people to understand that it's okay to disagree. Like, like, I don't like, we can have the conversation and I can see your point and you can see my point, but I can, we can still agree to disagree. And Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, particularly with, with men, if you're agreeing to disagree still leaves me in the realm of saying, well, I'm right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you really, Yeah you still didn't come to that place right. um, of really kind of understanding where you guys are mm-hmm. and who you guys are right? A- and who you guys want to be. Cause it's an evolution of things, right? The exactly. Yeah. You, you heard that last piece that, that I, that I said, I said who you guys want to be mm-hmm. and, and in relationships, you have to be able to, define what type of relationship you're looking to have. And those are people that are emotionally healthy and they are emotionally available. I want to be the next Jay-Z and Beyonce. Okay, is this the Jay-Z and Beyonce now? Or is it the one where Jay-Z punched 
uh, uh, Beyonce's sister in the elevator. Oh, mercy. <laughs> the elevator fiasco. <laughs> right. So, so we have to be able to ask ourselves if, <laughs> what type of relationship, do we want a Michelle and Obama relationship, mm-hmm. you know, or, or do we want to define who we are? Right. You know, are we in, are we in the sphere of saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, going at, you know, taking it as it goes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those aren't healthy too, right. because if you're just taking it one day at a time, relationships need direction. Mm-hmm. They, they need a, a starting point um, and hopefully um, a continuous point and not an ending point. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think people get into it with already an, uh, an ending point. And we hear, we hear it by saying, well, I'm just trying this out. So if this is just a trial relationship, you've already, you've already, you know, ended it a long time ago Mm -hmm. because whoever is emotionally uh, available um, in that relationship is hearing that this is just the trial. Then they're like, whoa, okay. Then I need to prepare myself because he might not be with me long. Right. Right. Yeah. All the signals, all the yeah. signals. L- <laughs> listen up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, words matter, right? Words matter. And I think a lot of times I would say more. I mean, I find that this happens a lot on the woman side where we mm-hmm. might hear something, but we're like, that's not what we heard. We're going <laughs> to we're going to interpret this some other way, you know, and then we right. get hurt, unfortunately. But so people are probably at this point wondering, all right, well, it looks like I might have some work to do. You know, I I might not be where I need to be. You know, after listening to all of this, I have some work to do. How can we improve then our emotional health? Hmm. Um, Evaluations. I, I tend to ask my clients whether they're in relationships or not in relationships. Um, you want to do weekly or biweekly evaluations just to see where you are. Evaluations is key. Um, People may be afraid to do evaluations in their relationships. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they may get the truth out of the relationship um, within the evaluation. Um, People that do evaluations or want to do evaluations, if their partner is telling them, is telling them things like, well, I don't want to do that now. Those are, those are signs because um, they're not ready to be at a healthy space. Right. Um, so you want to do weekly evaluations. You want to be you want to be um, comfortable with who you are, you know, um, and what you have to bring to the table. If you do not know who you are, do not know your self worth, are waiting for a man or a woman to define you, mm-hmm. then that not may not be the healthy place that you want to be, be in. Um, you might need to take a time or some time off from that relationship, because if that man defines you, or if that woman defines you, um, within that relationship, that's unhealthy. Um, you should be able to define yourself by yourself and not just do evaluations for the relationship, but do evaluations for yourself Mm -hmm. on, on a regular basis. Um, um, there has to be self-care for both the, both the couple, both of the couple, as well as the individuals, Right. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's key. Key. That's key in a relationship is, is knowing who you are, knowing your self-worth, 
doing uh, weekly or biweekly evaluations. Um, you need to grade yourself on how well you're doing. So it sounds you know? like that's where maybe life coaching and therapy, you know, both on the individual and potentially depending on what's going on with the relationship, you know, on a relationship level. But it sounds like, you know, for people who may be struggling with emotional, you know, wellness, mm-hmm. you know, maybe tapping into a therapist or a life coach could could assist. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you can definitely give us a call 347-437-1059. Um, and you could definitely uh, email us ARA Emotional Wellness Mental Hygiene. Uh, well, ARA Emotional Wellness at gmail.com. Um, and if you don't want, because uh, our practice doesn't just consist of myself, but we, we do have female therapists as well as male therapists, um, um, that you don't necessarily have to see me. We and, and all our therapists are definitely licensed mm-hmm. uh, and we can definitely connect you to a life coach as well. Now, do you provide virtual services? Because, you know, we're still in a pandemic. People might not yeah. be comfortable sitting in a chair across from anyone. True. <laughs> we do. We do. However, um, I, philosophically, I, I like to be in the room with someone. I, um, I had a very bad experience with a couple that, um, was struggling in marriage for years. Mm-hmm. And we did a virtual meeting and they double booked. So they booked me and then they had contractors that were coming to the house to uh, put in new windows or to paint the wall. And they were like, okay, Sony, just be patient with us. This It's just going to go through very quickly. And I ended up hanging out. Um, I think people are not as focused sometimes That's true. through the session. So I, I usually do prefer the first session um, to be in person. And then moving forward, we can do virtual. Um, body language to me is important, you know, right. so. So like, let's say there are people who are, you know, they're interested, but they want to see a little more. Do you have any social media that they can tap into? We definitely do. Um, um, you can uh, go to uh, ARA Emotional Wellness for our Instagram as well as our Facebook. All right, great. Because we love Instagram here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we have a lot. I'm actually meeting with uh, our uh, media team in, in another hour or so okay, to go great. over some new content. Yeah. All right. Well, Sony, this was amazing. I, I mean, I, I personally learned a lot and I'm pretty sure our audience has learned a lot. Thank you so much for taking the time to kind of break down this concept of emotional wellness for us. Yes. Thank you, Rita, for having me. I'm looking forward to, to coming back to your show, hopefully. Um, and I hope your viewers were able to gather or um, galvanize enough information to go back and, and evaluate themselves as well as their uh, relationships to see how healthy or available or unavailable their emotional uh, partner is. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, <laughs> again, thank you so much, Sony. And thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back.